Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! On a Friday, welcome in to the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's not only us. John Ramos is hanging out. Ryan Music is here. Isaac Lohenkron at the Update Desk. Glad to have you with us as we have our first Friday without football. I guess the Pro Bowl's playing it. But it's a different feel as we get set for Super Bowl 53 because there really isn't a game that we're looking forward to or a matchup that we're looking forward to on this weekend. You get that different feel Friday today, Mr. Aaron Torres. Yeah, first of all, I was going to say, are we sure the Pro Bowl is actual football? I actually thought the Pro Bowl was on at night. It is now on in the <laughs> afternoon. Like, I thought, all right, 7 o'clock Eastern time, watch the Pro Bowl in Orlando. And then all of a sudden I see on the score thing, it's like, oh, noon Pacific time, 3 o'clock Eastern time, start for the Pro Bowl. So On Sunday? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Neither are, did I. Are are they still doing the the rotation between Hawaii and fill in the blank well, American city? It's or? it's been Orlando for a little while, and okay. so it's in Orlando again. Now I don't know if Hawaii is going to get the Pro Bowl again. For the simple fact of the Rams are going to be playing a preseason game in Hawaii next year, and that oh. may be the route that the NFL takes to get a game in Hawaii, maybe trying to expand the Rams fan base to the Hawaiian Islands. So that could be an option. I just have to say, I am so happy that Sean McVay finally caught a break in his life. Yeah, right. That poor guy. That, uh, if anyone needs a trip to Hawaii, it's that poor guy. Just turned 33, going to the Super Bowl. I hate to say it, Hollywood good looks, but... Yeah, he, he was due for a break, that guy. Now 33 years old in a day after his birthday yesterday. One of the Rams got some bad news today. But in the overall big picture of things, it's really good news. Nikel Roby Coleman fined more than $26,000 for his hit on Tommy Lee Lewis of the Saints on the play that did not result in a pass interference call and also did not result in a helmet-to-helmet hit, which is the reason that Roby Coleman got the fine today. And this fine said a lot to me, Aaron. It said a lot from the get-go, and it said a lot from the National Football League. And, and first things first, of saying a lot and not saying much at all, the Saints need to get over the pass interference call. It's We don't need to hear from Roger Goodell. I don't need to hear the commissioner send out an empty statement on a Monday or a Tuesday, and if he sends one out now, it's way too long to even send out a statement. Might as well not even do it. Wait till you meet the media next week, and you can address it there and move on. But the Saints need to get over this. The lawsuits, the the calling out Commissioner Goodell like Ben Watson did yesterday, the billboards that are going to be in Atlanta, I, I think it's, it's, it's never going to get better, but you just have to move on, and I think it's about time that the Saints fans do that. Well, today's decision to fine uh, Nikhil Roby Coleman probably won't help that cause one bit. But I, I do agree with you, by the way. And all of the reasons why have been talked about ad nauseum. You're up 13 nothing. You kick two field goals in the first two possessions when you can get some points. All the missed calls on the Rams' behalf. Jared Goff face mask. So Yeah, yeah and, and not only that, nothing's going to change. They're not going to decide on Tuesday, you know what, Rams and Saints, you're playing this again. Right, no right. lawsuit is going to make the Saints feel better while watching the Rams play in the Super Bowl coming up a week from Sunday. None of that. So none of it is going to matter. So you might as well just get over it and move on because nothing is going to change to make you feel any better. But what I do think today's fine for Roby Coleman did was it showed us that the NFL needs replay on pass interference. And the NFL needs replay for this simple reason. What today's penalty did, or what today's fine for Roby Coleman did, was it showed that the referees in question, or the officials in question, did not have the guts, did not have the wherewithal, did not have the cojones, as you could say, to throw a flag with a minute left in a conference championship game with a Super Bowl on the line. And with the NFL coming out and fining the Rams defender, Nikel Roby Colbin, for that hit, showed that the referee, whether you missed the pass interference call, Aaron, or not, maybe you were in a spot, you could not have missed the helmet-to-helmet hit. And what today shows is that if you are an NFL official, you want that safety net of replay. And that's what I think we've got from today's conclusion is that a referee is more likely to be willing to make a call in a clutch situation or a very decisive moment in the game instead of just saying, 
for all the moments that you rattled off of getting a stop on the final drive or of uh, getting a, not throwing an interception and not having Drew Brees be hit in overtime. All of those things were probably reasons why the ref didn't throw it, saying, hey, the Saints will have enough opportunities to do this. This showed today that if you gave the safety net of a replay to an official, they are more likely to not swallow the whistle and throw a flag on the play. And I think that is going to help usher in a new era of replay in the National Football League. Yeah, and it's ironic that the pen, or the fine was for helmet to helmet because, as you and I were kind of discussing a little bit before we came on air, is in college football the the kind of the standard in college football with helmet to helmet is if you think it's even questionable, just throw the flag, and you can always pick it up. But we want to get these hits out of the sport, and if you think there's the possibility that one of these penalties has occurred, we want to keep our players safe. Throw the flag. We can always overturn it. We can always change the call, whatever the case may be. And so I think that this is where the NFL needs to go. These are humans. Humans make mistakes. And at the end of the day, we all just want a clean game. We all want a game where there is no question at the end whether uh, a ref took a game from the players, et cetera. And so to me, if you have to expand replay so we get these calls right, I have no problem with it. And there, were, and you mentioned this being in the college game, and that's not even what what this play would be for the National Football League. What, what it does is – and maybe the National Football League would want to do this. The NFL has put a lot of stuff in to make it look like they care about safety. Sure. With one of the rules that we've talked about a bunch on this show is just the stupid helmet rule of why there's no more throwback helmets of of teams that take the Buccaneers, for example, when they wear their white creamsicle helmets for so many years. Well, now the NFL, for the last five or six years, has said you can't have a throwback game and wearing those helmets because we want you to wear the same helmet throughout the 16 games of the season because you are less likely to have a concussion. Studies have shown that's not really the case. Guys break helmets all the time. They get new helmets during the year, but the NFL wants this appearance of that. You could see a college type of rule come in if they want to show how safe they are trying to make the game. We saw it with the kickoff rule, and now the onside kick has pretty much become extinct because of these new rules to try to make the kickoff safe. What today did with this fine is show that the referee not only missed one, but missed two calls. And that's the bigger deal here is to show that he missed both calls, just that he swallowed the whistle. And I think with the safety of replay, the safety net of replay, I just go back to the Chiefs-Patriots game. One of the controversial calls that you saw in that game was the punt on Julian Edelman's apparent muff. And the call on the field even though Julian Edelman made no effort to try to tackle the person who had gotten the football, the call on the field was turnover Chiefs football. And you know what that did? That allowed them to review that play, look it over with no penalty to New England for having to use a timeout or no penalty to Kansas City for trying to see if there was a replay, just allowed them to take a look at it. In the end, they overruled it. But the referees were willing to make the decision on the field. And I think referees and officials are now willing to call, are more willing to call turnovers and touchdowns because they know there's an automatic replay. And I think if the referee or the official in question last Sunday had the safety net of that call or of, of replay there, he would have made that call. And I, I the, the fine today is such a big deal for the simple fact of, yeah, you didn't miss the second call. But it really goes back to the point of me and replay of, you could take a look at this. You could use it in an NBA style. You could use it in a college. But replay and penalties is something that the NFL 
has to incorporate in 2019 after the this play last weekend. Yeah, as you were speaking right there, I thought about the word official, right? This guy is an official. He's there to officiate. He's not there to he's just supposed to make sure everything goes as planned, right? And if you're a good official, you never know who they are. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I think this plays into it. This guy ironically by not making this call, he doesn't want to become the story, right? Correct. Absolutely. Yep. Exactly. And and so he did what human nature dictates, I think, what most of us would do, which is, I don't want to become part of this story. I don't want to, quote-unquote, cost the Rams a shot at the Super Bowl, which, ironically, instead, a lot of people in New Orleans will say, you cost us a shot at the Super Bowl. And so, because of that, I'm with you. I, I just think that they're, I, I just think that at the end of the day, we as fans, everyone says, oh, we don't want to expand the game. We don't want to make it longer. There's too many replays. No, we want it to be right. We want to get it right. We want the game to be contested fairly. We want the result to be reflective of, excuse me, the right calls. And so I just think if you're adding one or two replays, maybe less, maybe sometimes more, I think that's for the good of the sport. Uh, You can see it in the NBA. You can look at flagrant one fouls, flagrant two fouls. You saw last night, uh, JaVale McGee popping Dario Saric in the Lakers-Timberwolves game. Review it. It's a flagrant one. I know that. I know there's flow of the game. NFL games are actually really well paced. Yes. Some are ending in 2:45. Most are ending at about three hours. The exact opposite of college football, which drags on, but that's more about a stoppage of the clock after a first down and and other stoppages that that you have in the game. The NFL game flows pretty pretty well. If you had a challenge, which is something that I proposed to Doug earlier this week, the ability to challenge a penalty in the uh, with the coach's back pocket. You could figure out a way to do final 2 minutes of a, a questionable penalty. You could have them look either way to do it to ha- at least have the safety net. I think you would see referees more willing to make a call in that tough situation. Flagrant foul, breakaway fouls that you've got. It, was it a clear path foul? Those are things that you could t- t- can determine with replay in pass interference, I think you can also look at face masks. Yep. I think the, those are things are obvious. I don't think holding is 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 a call. I don't think illegal contact. I don't think that those sort of things. But blatant pass interference to me is the same as determining if it was a flagrant one or a flagrant two. And that's something that the NFL should look at. It's almost like the, N- the NFL should go towards what the NBA has done to try to figure out how they're replay and replaying calls than maybe more so in, in other places. But just today's ruling to me just showed out – Give the ref that safety net. They're going to have more guts to make a call late in the game. Yeah, and because the alternative is, I missed the call. I cost a team. And again, it's human nature. Uh, every it, you you don't think all that can kind of flash through your head in a split second like that. But we all know what's at stake for a ref if they blow a call, mm-hmm. and that's some scary stuff, right? And so I also look when you talk about the NBA. The other one that comes to mind is Major League Baseball. And I'm not even a huge baseball guy, but like ten years ago, the idea that you could challenge safer out at first base, safer out on a stolen base attempt. It seemed preposterous. Now it still feels weird when a when a manager challenges a play, but at the end of the day, if they get it right, if the if the ump just misses a stolen base or a, a guy out at first or out at home, like it's better for the sport that you get it right, that the game is contested on more fair grounds. And in this case, it would have actually resulted in obviously probably very much so a different result. And it makes it easier for the ref to, as you said, Dan, to make the call in that moment. And the NFL doesn't need Roger Goodell to speak because they spoke on it today <laughs> with the fine. They're, they're, they said there was a missed call because there's something that should have should have been penalized. He's getting a fine for it. That's all that the NFL has to say about this. But today it shows 
the ref ate his flag because there's no way you can miss both calls. Agreed. And that's what happened on Sunday. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues. And they're obsessed with college sports, just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are, wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Joining us now, he's the host of the 3 and Out podcast on the Herd Radio Network. Former NFL scout John Middlecoff joins us again here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, John, how you doing? What's up, guys? How you doing? We are, we are doing well. Nikel Roby Coleman, fine today. Now, yesterday, Ben Watson of the Saints wanted to hear from the NFL, wanted to hear from Roger Goodell. Did this fine say enough for the National Football League from the play that happened Sunday in New Orleans? No, but w- w- what are they going to do? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. It's, it's over. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, that old saying like spilled milk, I mean, water under the bridge, whatever. It, it is what it is. Now, it has enormous financial implications. Whatever team's able to get to the Super Bowl, the finances that that team's going to make off from merchandise to just playing in the Super Bowl, what it impacts the players. But they, they're not going to replay the game, right? I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, my issue has always been this whole time. With, I, we spent so much time on this play, and the play was wrong. I mean, they should have thrown pass interference. They should never have been in that situation in the first place. They should have ran the ball three straight times, and they probably are you know, getting ready to go to Atlanta. If they had just milked the clock, even if Jared Goff got the ball back with 50 seconds, he didn't have any timeouts, and they wouldn't have been able to get in the field goal range. And, and I think we spend so much time on this call, rightfully so. I mean, it was a, I mean the controversy speaks for itself, but the, Sean Payton's coaching in that situation for a guy that I think we all agree is a top four or five coach in the league was just an abomination. By the way, for all the complaints about overtime in the Chiefs game, the Saints actually got the ball in overtime, unlike the exactly. Chiefs. Exactly. But that's I mean, what, go ahead. what more can you ask for? I, here's the other thing. At the end of the day, the best player in Saints history, their quarterback that's going to go to the Hall of Fame, did not play very well in the playoffs. He, he just didn't. And, and that's why the Eagles game, if it wasn't for a Alshon Jeffrey drop that led to an interception – you know, they, they were up only up six, so if Nick Foles scores on that touch, maybe they don't win. You know, I'm not saying I don't like playing that game, but Drew Brees just overall did not have a very good playoffs. Switching gears, a big story out today, Antonio Brown, his relationship with Mike Tomlin, with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I don't think we learn anything significantly new. Mike Tomlin, kind of a looser ship, and of course, uh, A.B. played by some rules maybe that others didn't. Real quick, I, you know, I have this theory, but but... Does it work long-term to be kind of a quote-unquote player's coach the way that Mike Tomlin does? Because I just feel like eventually somebody gets away with some stuff that other guys don't like. You eventually lose the locker room, which appears to be the case somewhat in Pittsburgh right now. I I think you just have to funnel guys in and out quicker. Uh, The problem is Antonio Brown is so good that you wouldn't look to get rid of him. Like in Seattle, Pete Carroll I think is the best example. You know, He's won a Super Bowl. His team every year makes the playoffs. Even in a terrible year like last year, they still went 9-7. and seven. But they waited like a year too long to funnel everyone out, and it cost them. You saw this year they were playing with a bunch of people that the casual fan are not going to know beside Russell Wilson, and they were really good. They, they were a playoff team, and they're going to be even better next year. So to me, the key is just to you know, funnel guys in and out. Now, it gets complicated, you know, and, it, and it did with Seattle when you have super famous elite players. It's harder to get rid of them. That's what you know, makes Bill Belichick the modern-day Bill Walsh. Like, he has the equity and the stones to just do it because it's not an easy thing to do. 
because you, you take a lot of heat when you get rid of a Richard Seymour, a Logan Mankins, a Wes Welker. Sometimes, now Antonio Brown's arguably better than all those guys. You know, he had, he had 15 touchdowns last year. But, you know, it, it can snowball on you fast, and now they're in this weird situation. And the worst thing in the NFL, and, and like in any business, is when people know that you want to sell because then you lose your leverage. Like, everyone knows they would like to trade Antonio Brown. Well, what does that mean? Their offers are going to go down. So instead of, like, Belichick is the master at this, you never quite know, and then boom, the guy's gone. Well, because he, he, he maximizes value. And sometimes when you let these things become so public, you know, the NFL is like high school rumors. They know everything. Everyone talks. So I find out you don't want Antonio Brown back. I'm not going to offer you a first or second round pick. I'm going to offer you like a fourth. <laughs> You're like a fourth rounder for Antonio Brown? Well, yeah, if I know they want to get rid of him, I'm not going to give him much. Just, just simple supply and demand, right? Simple economics. You just, why would you offer? Now, if, if everyone thought they were in love with each other, they probably could get a first round pick for him. But we all know that he's kind of a pain in the butt. John Middlecoff joining us here on Fox Sports Radio on the Doug Gottlieb Show. You can hear his 3 and out podcast on the Herd Radio Network. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug today. Is Antonio Brown good enough to fit in anywhere? And I, I, I hear myself ask that question, and I'm like, boy, that sounds stupid. But we've heard Jerry Rice uh, campaign for him to go to the 49ers. Wherever he goes, is there going to be success, or is there more to the equation? Yeah, I think it's hard. You know, I mean, he was in the perfect environment in Pittsburgh, and he's flourished right but that's the historical environment that everyone flourishes there i i do think you saw like terrell owens as his career went once andy reed kind of sold stock on him mm-hmm. he was kind of a pain from there on out so yeah i don't think by any means he would just be some plug and play player to have a lot of success also he's played with a hall of fame quarterback you know you went to the wrong team with a quarterback that wasn't playing that well it could get ugly fast just because he clearly has beliefs in the way he's going to do things, and he's outspoken, and he's active on social media, and he's got no problem, you know, doing whatever he wants to do. Which I have, I, most people in the NFL don't really mind if you're an elite player. Now there is kind of like you said that threshold. Where is it? To in the peak of his power, still found it. Now I'm not saying Antonio Brown's quite there, even though I just before I jumped on with you guys saw a headline that To has been a mentor <laughs> to Antonio yeah. Brown. So it's just you know I. I don't know. They go, out for a popcorn. Tough they go out for popcorn all the time. That's what they yeah, do. Yeah, I can see that. I was going to say, kind of staying with that Steelers theme. So Le'Veon Bell, we're starting to get some buzz, maybe Miami. I feel like he's kind of backed himself into this corner where when you turn down all the millions that he did this year by electing not to play, I feel like you kind of have to go to the highest bidder, even if it's not necessarily the right fit. Am I crazy to think that? Yeah, he doesn't really have a choice now. I mean, I know that social media loves acting like you know, he, he was making 55 grand. I mean, they had $14.5 million on the table for him. And he said, no, $14.5 million. After they had just paid him, I think, 12 and a half. So that would have been almost $30 million in two years. Like, he, he chose this situation. Also, it, it's, pretty, it's been proven now. Even the Rams, who paid Todd Gurley, who's easily an easier guy to deal with, higher-level guy, no issues, uh, he just hasn't played well in the playoffs and it didn't matter. They replaced him with C.J. Anderson, who was cut by, like, three teams this season. So to me, his value, like, that hurts Le'Veon Bell because Todd Gurley is just a better player in the sense that he's less drama, so, and he was their guy, and they paid him, and it's kind of proven, like, nah, they probably didn't need to pay him all that money. So who is giving – people I talk to in the league don't expect Le'Veon to get $30 million. And one of the reasons uh. he held out was for uh, $30 million guaranteed. So people 
thinking that he was going to get that $45 million girly money. Well, you actually have, even if he got 30, you have to subtract the franchise tag that he just turned down because he got nothing this season. So it would really just be like, you know, he should have made that money and had more money coming. I, I think he's, he got terrible advice, and I get him being passionate and think he's getting screwed, but man, that's, you just play the wrong position. There's nothing else to say. If you played quarterback or you played pass rusher, they would have taken care of you. But you played running back and you'd been in trouble. You've been suspended. Uh, you've been popped for a DUI. So that means if you get in trouble again, you would get suspended. Like, part of it is on you, my man, right? You know, I don't think we, you never hear anyone tweeting about that. He, he created the situation. Todd Gurley, zero issues, zero problems, great teammate. That wasn't really the case with Le'Veon. He's John Middlecoff, former NFL scout, host of the Three and Out podcast. Find him on Twitter at John Middlecoff. I know when you join us next week with Doug in the chair, it's going to be a whole bunch of Super Bowl 53. Looking forward to it, John. Good to talk to you again. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Friday. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The Rockets take on the Raptors tonight in the NBA. No Chris Paul, but Paul could return from his hamstring injury possibly on Sunday for Houston. And, Aaron, I want everybody to 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 take a step back because there's been a lot of heat on James Harden and a lot of, in my mind, unfair criticism of James Harden. He is one of the few superstars in the NBA that can do so much good and do so well yet be criticized for playing well. And seeing what James Harden has done – I don't think people realize what exactly is going on with Harden, what is ha- exactly is going on with the Rockets, and what could be going on with the NBA's Western Conference. Because as James Harden has been on this unbelievable tear of scoring lately, all I hear about is criticisms of James Harden, of him not scoring on assists, of James Harden is going to wear out. This usage rate is not sustainable. Continuing this through May and June in the NBA playoffs just won't work. And I I just get the sense that James Harden is such a target for negativity that if this was Steph Curry or a a star that is loved by the NBA, we would be eating this up like Thanksgiving turkey. Like this would be, oh my goodness, look at what Steph Curry is doing with the Golden State Warriors with Durant and Clay Thompson out. He is single-handedly carrying his team. That's exactly what James Harden is doing. And I just don't get the angst and the criticism that is thrown towards James Harden as he is on one of the most unreal streaks that we've seen in, in recent history for an NBA individual player. Yeah, to me what it says is, and I think it's a great point by you, I, I think first of all, the way we cover the NBA, there are black hats and white hats, right? There are good guys and bad guys. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry can do no wrong. Giannis, your boy, Everybody loves Giannis. Everybody loves Porzingis. Anthony Davis, I don't think he's on TV enough for anybody not to like him, right? But then there's Westbrook. There's Harden. There are guys that no matter what they do, KD now that he's been to Golden State, that can do no right. I think for some reason, James Harden, we've just decided he is this offensive sideshow, which is part of a larger offensive sideshow in Houston and to me, that's what this speaks to, is I think we think of the Warriors, oh, they're so progressive, Steve Kerr, this advanced offense, and we think of Mike D'Antoni, like, gimmicky offense. All they do is shoot threes, and so because the Rockets are kind of perceived as gimmicky in their own right, 
I think people are taking this James Harden thing and making it gimmicky too. I'm going to have some numbers on Harden that is going that the Harden haters can take, and I'm going to shove it down their throats because oh, they say a lot about what James Harden has done. But I look at the – we were just talking with John Middlecoff. We were talking about the Rams. We even talked about it at the start of the show and, and Sean McVay and what Sean McVay does. The Rams towards the latter part of the year had an injured uh, Todd Gurley. Jared Goff wasn't playing well. Things, they just signed C.J. Anderson. Things weren't going well, and this was supposed to be a time of the year where you start peaking. So you know what Sean McVay does? Sean McVay figures out this recipe – of how through the warts and the bumps and the bruises that they had at the end of the year, of how they can actually win a playoff game, win two playoff games, and go to the Super Bowl. A magnificent job. They are now more of a run-first team without your all-pro running back doing the running. That's magnificent. When you take the Houston Rockets, who were out of the playoff picture when Chris Paul was hurt a month ago, when you have now have led them to fifth in the East, to a record of 11-6 and six without Chris Paul, with wins over the Spurs, Thunder, Celtics, Warriors, and Nuggets, still be fourth in the NBA in assists per game and fifth overall in total assists, that's what you've got with that, – that's all that James Harden has done is continue his assist rate, lead them to big wins over title contenders, not just conference contenders, but title contenders, continue to stretch his lead in the scoring race, and and – now you've got Chris Paul with a month of rest and Clint Capella, who's not going to have a a month or two of NBA games on his leg as you enter the playoffs. This is all a positive. James Harden is doing what he needed to do and has now got the Rockets in a position that I think sets them up for a playoff run. Yet all we want to hear is, Tuh, he never passes the ball. Well, you know what? Maybe it's the guys passing to him are the reasons why he isn't getting on those assists. If he's still averaging eight assists per game in his top five in the NBA – how is that James Harden's fault that Eric Gordon or P.J. Tucker aren't, aren't hitting shots? To me, it's it's absurd to see the criticism that James Harden has gotten over this great run. Well, and he's shooting. The other thing, too, is he's shooting 44% from the field. It's not like he's shooting 36% yeah. and he's bricking all these shots. Like, yeah, he's shooting 35, 36 times, but he's making a very high percentage of them. And so, to me, it just goes back to I, – I, I think that – I just think that it, it has become – this perception that the Rockets are this sideshow. And part of what the Rockets, what made them so successful last year, we saw the three-point shooting, Eric Gordon, Trevor Ariza when he was with the team, Chris Paul, James Harden. They were a good defensive team last year. But everyone perceives them as this, uh, I don't even know, it's like Texas yeah. Tech football. It, it, like, like all they do is just shoot a bunch of threes, and when they go in, they win. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. When they lost last year in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals, it's been from that point until now that people want them to prove it in the playoffs. And so that's why they get There's criticized. There's been no playoffs since yeah, then. Yeah, that's like, what are they supposed to do? They, they've He's gotten the team in the playoff picture. They're a five seed right now if the playoffs were to start the day, all without their starting center, who makes a big difference when you play Golden State, and without your all-star point guard, who probably didn't need to play 80 games in the regular season. That's all James Harden has done. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Today's show is brought to you by True Car and Sports. A trade can make or break your team. It's no different when it comes to selling or trading in your car. You need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all states. Will the Dallas Cowboys have a top 10 off- offense that is in the National Football League next season? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DUG. That's DUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 